What's up? I'm getting better at those intros. What's up? I'm Daniel, your host, and we're back on Wrestling New Year's uh, to talk about ROH 19th anniversary, and this was an historic show. I'm not sure if it was, actually, but who knows? Uh, to some point of view, it, it most likely was. Um, so, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, I know that you guys want me to talk about my personal life and how it's going, but let's just get right into it, because, yeah. So, the 19th anniversary show from ROH. Now, technically, this should be the 18th anniversary, because the 18th show was canceled last year due to the pandemic, so we never actually had the 18th anniversary show so technically this should be the 18th but it is a 19th anniversary show um ooh, um so yeah so let's get uh, into it so we started um it's from the umb event center in baltimore maryland is where this took place no uh fans of course um and yeah, so we start started off on the pre-show. I did not watch these two pre-show matches, so my bad. But we had uh, Brian Johnson defeated Dan, Dan Hoshin, Eli Asim, Eli Isom, and LSG in a four-corner survival match in 10 minutes and 53 seconds. Uh, we had Shane Taylor Promotions retain their tag team, six-man tags, uh, and defeated the Mexi squad, a Bandito, Inflamita, and Ray Horace in 7 minutes and 53 seconds. And apparently after the match, Bandito, Flamita, and Ray Horace all got mad at each other and were like, you know what? There is 10 minutes available on this pay-per-view tonight. So let's just have a, um, a un- unexpected three-way match. And they're like, okay. Sure, because they had beef with each other with Ray Horace being a douchebag. Uh, so we have that match announced for later on in the show. And thank goodness it happened. Uh, we started off with Tracy Williams and Kenny Kane for the ROH TV title. Now, um, Dragon Lee was supposed to be in this match, uh, but he unfortunately suffered... A, I can't remember the exact injury. Um, I thought somebody said something with, with his leg. Um, that might be very incorrect. I don't have it written down. Um, um, yeah, but uh, so he is the TV uh, title champion. And taking his place uh, is Kenny Kane, who's uh, uh, again, is in the uh, same group uh, as Dragon Lee as they are the... Le- uh, the La Fraction, or whatever they're called, uh, LFI, I think is what they're called, yeah. Uh, so, our announcers are Caprice Coleman, Ian Bergabani, and Rocky Romero, Rocky Romero, sorry. As, as we pan to, to this tiny, tiny announcer's table, dude, it's so tiny, so tiny, it's like the si- size of my hand, so tiny, uh, as they all three had to go and cramp around these mo- monitors. Uh, the ring announcer an- announces King as the champion, and King gets very offended at this. and says, I'm not the champion, bro. I'm just helping out a friend. So he's not the champ. Uh, so Tracy Williams and Ke- Kenny King for the TV title is where we start off. Uh, King hits a spine buster and then a tiger bomb combo. 
Tracy hits a, D, a, a DDT on the turnbuckle and then follows up with a discus clothesline and also a, a Death Valley driver. Uh, Amy Rose, who was the valet for uh, LFI, she obviously uh, accompanies Kane. And then she throws the TV title in the ring and for King to use, but then Tracy countered, and Tracy hit a pile driver, and I think um, Tracy was supposed to hit the pile driver on the title, uh, but he wasn't close, so I felt like that's what they were aiming to do, uh, but Tracy hits a pile driver and wins. Uh, in 7 minutes and 16 seconds, Tracy William is the new ROH World TV Championship, uh, and um, defeated um, Kenny King, and Dragon Lee is Probably even in more pain now, knowing that his friend, who's just a loser, who who can't defeat Tracy here. Um, the match was okay. Uh, Tracy and Lee was probably the match I was looking forward to the most. Um, uh, going into this event, so I was a little disappointed that we we were not going, go, go, going to receive this match um and this match was just your average tv type match and tracy and king who had to do another match later on in the show you you could to totally understand why the brothers did go rather uh short in the duration of time um yeah, and I think Tracy with the belt is a strong decision because I do see uh, him as being a good like mid-card champion type level. So I will be interested to see what happens. And my boy, Kenny Kane, my boy, unfortunately cannot uh, defend his honor of a Dragon Lee. Uh, but this was, again, uh, not a match I will go out of my way to go and watch again. Uh, but, you know, uh, yeah, so... Uh, Mark Briscoe and Flip Gordon uh, was a match that was just announced at the last second here. Uh, and if I'm not mistaken, I watched an ROH uh, TV taping, uh, I think it was like three weeks ago, and then, or no, a month ago maybe. And if I'm not mistaken, I thought that they uh, ex exclaimed that Flip Gordon had a future ti ti uh, title shot. I'm not sure if that's still relevant or not. Uh, I'm not keep, keep, kept up with the product too fluently um, in the last month or so. But uh, Flip Gordon and Mark Briscoe is this match here. Uh, Flip hits a sidekick when ba balancing on the top rope. Uh, Gordon and, and then goes for a springboard, but then Mark pushes him off backwards off the rope. Uh, just an insane um, sequence here. Then Mark hits a flying blockbuster. That's an over-the-head neckbreaker on the apron to the outside. Uh, and then Mark brings in a chair to jump off of it. But Flair, uh, Flip, sorry, intercepts him. Um, um, and, and, and the ref who grabs the chair throws it away. His back is turned, so Flip... Allows him to hit a low blow and then hits the flip five. That is a, a, fi a fisherman carry to a cutter. And Gordon wins in 7 minutes and 48 seconds here. Uh, flip Gordon again, who I assume still has that title opportunity. It makes sense for him to win. Um, I mean, similar. The, this was a fine match, but not anything that I would go and watch again. Um, and, you, you know, 
I hope they do do something with Fled because I do see potential in him. Uh, obviously, him as a heel is going to be interesting. Again, if he does have this title match and him taking on Roosh, it uh, doesn't really work too well because, because they are heels, but it does look like Roosh is going to be tangled up uh, in the future for quite a while uh, due to uh, what we got in the main event. Uh, and Briscoe, I mean... I. I don't really know what Briscoe can do after this. I don't think that they, there's a a dominant role for Mark Briscoe um, really in the future. I mean, you could all, always throw him and Jay again uh, into a tag team, but uh, I'm, I'm not sure if that's what they will do or not. But um, yeah, so that's what what we got here. Uh, our next match is Dalton Castle taking on Josh Woods, and this is the rubber match as both men's have won obviously one one a piece here. Uh, and Silas Yun, who I has written down, Stylus Yun, nice suit, custom made, I'm sure, for Silas Yun, as he comes out uh, with Josh Woods to accompany him. Uh, Dal Dalton then enters the ring, and exclaims and yells this, why do I have to beat this man, or face this man, I've beaten him once, he's a waste of my time. But he's beating you too. Hmm. Um, Coleman then says, uh, Josh is stronger than, a, than a, a gorilla, and he does 150 dumbbells. Now, I'm not very uh, fluent on gorillas and their strength, but uh, I know that they're pretty strong. Uh, but apparently Josh Woods is stronger than an average gorilla. Now, he didn't really specify on what type of gorilla. Is it a baby gorilla? We don't know. I'm sure Woods is stronger than a baby gorilla. And maybe he's stronger than a, an average adult gorilla. I know nothing about gorillas. So, who knows. Uh, Dalton tries to hit a hurricane run off the apron. But then Woods counters and hits an apron powerbomb. Insane spot here. Uh, Stylus Yun. Whose really name is Silas. But I'm calling him Stylus. Uh, wants Woods... Uh, to grab a chair and hit Dalton with it, but apparently Silas Young does not uh, uh, understand rules because that, that would be a DQ. And uh, Woods declines this offer and says, no, I will win clean. So uh, they both exchange German suplexes and Woods and then hits this butterfly brain buster. Now, okay, first of all, I see a lot of potential in Josh Woods. I think this guy's really good. Uh, maybe not really on the mic, but uh, in ring, he like like uh, he looks like a badass. And my goodness, does he fight like one? Um, uh, but the finish is the ref gets thrown out of the ring, um, and and uh, Castle throws Woods between the ropes so like he he's going for like a 619 type thing um but instead of a 619 silas young grabs a chair and whacks uh josh woods with it while the woods was uh, woods was in in between the ropes and the ref magically co co comes back and dalton rolls up for the win in 10 minutes and 19 seconds dalton castle wins uh but little to no intention was actually on castle as it was mainly on Silas Young turning on Josh Woods. Uh, the match itself here was probably my favorite match thus far. Um, I like this match more than their TV match, I think, like a month ago. I did not get to see their first match. Um, 
but yeah, you know, again, I see a lot, of, a lot of potential in Josh Woods, and hopefully after this Silas feud that he he can win and and then may maybe be elevated um, up the card because they uh, mentioned the TV title ranks or the peer championship ranks on the show. It might have been the peer title, and I think like Josh Woods is up there. I, I think he's like either third or second in either one of those those those. Uh, divisions so uh hopefully that after this feud is done that he he can go and have a future title match with either who the champion is uh hopefully um yeah again it was a a good match um not you know like anything that would really go out of my way again to really go out and see but it was a fine match here um yeah um Silas Young and then gets on the mic and says that I put everything aside for you, you little runt. He didn't actually say that, but he was thinking it. And he says, Woods never listens, and I will continually hurt you, Woods, for eternity. That's a long time. At least I believe that's what he said. My notes are terrible. Uh, I bet. But either ways, I, anyways, he wants to bring a hurt on Josh Woods. So, uh, I mean, Silas Young, who, you know what, I just want to... Google this because I don't know how old Silas Young is. He looks rather on the old side. Uh, no, no offense to you, Silas. Like, but so let's see how old this man is. Well, he's forty-one. That's by all means is not as old as I thought he was. Uh, how old is Josh Woods? He has to be young, right? Thirty-two. That's a lot older than I thought it was. Okay, so uh, a 32-year-old and a 41-year-old are going to do battle. That's not a bad thing. Again, I see a lot of, of potential in Josh Woods uh, for somebody who has not seen a whole lot of Josh Woods. Uh, Jay Briscoe and EC3, a grudge match. So I tried to do a research on a grudge match and what is it, it, if there's like no DQs or something like that. No, uh, rules are still enforced, so I'm not really sure what a grudge match really indicates i don't know i'm not going to wrap my head around it uh but uh, we get this match briscoe and ec3 and, and the whole like this was honestly like probably the best built up match going into this show uh and and it, it was about ec3 wants respect but jay briscoe thinks and that ec3 does not deserve it yet and he has to beat him to earn respect he was kind of a hypocrite because that's not what happened but so EC3 and Jay Briscoe, and they gave him a lot of time here. Uh, side note, EC3 takes off his shirt, and this man is absolutely shredded. Makes me just ashamed to weigh 140 pounds. Yeah. Uh, Carter picks up Jay from the ring and then hits a big-time powerbomb. A, T a TK3 hit by uh, EC3. Um, EC3 hits this insane brain buster to Briscoe. Uh, Briscoe hits a valley driver on the apron, uh, and then Jay hits like, like this neck breaker uh, uh, off of his shoulder, but he hits, hits, hits it three consecutive times. Um, the two two men are down and out until EC3 keeps laughing at Jay Briscoe as Jay keeps hitting him and EC3 keeps laughing, and then Ian says, "Stop doing that, Jay. It's turning him on." He meant it. In the other way, but this sounds terrible. Um, 
E EC3 go goes for a handshake for respect. And J offers the hand, but then he baits an EC3 and hits the J driller in 20 minutes and 55 seconds. Again, this was the longest match on the entire show. A lengthy one here as Briscoe wins. And after the match, the two guys shake hands. So EC3 did not have to pin Jay Briscoe uh, to get in respect. Uh, I thought this was the best match on the card thus far. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. And you know what? I'm not a big um, EC3 in-ring guy. Uh, but I would honestly say that this might have been his best match um, definitely since he's been in a a NXT in the main roster and maybe was better than a anything on the main roster uh, or NXT. Like, I don't think he had a whole lot of great matches in the WWE, uh, but this was a good match. Um, and Briscoe uh, is the guy to have it. I mean, like, he is the veteran um, to, to know a whole lot about this company so i enjoyed the match uh it does seem like this is going to stop even though i thought they maybe could have continued and i thought may maybe give ec3 the win here but they do give it to jay um and yeah like i'm not sure where these two guys go from here and i okay side note i just dislike this ec3 character because this control your narrative type thing it's just like, we don't need another Bray Wyatt type gimmick. You already have Vincent on the on the show who is similar to that uh, Bray, Bray, Bray Wyatt type, type, type character. So we don't need a replica of the replica of the replica. We don't need it. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just kind of preferred the, uh, the, spoil, the spoiled brat EC3 preferred to this, but... I don't think he would be able to do it due to the copyrights of Impact. But still, um, I I do see EC3 as being maybe not a big player in this company, but a guy who can, you know, have some good matches. Um, I would not at all hate if him and Lethal had a feud. I I, I think that that could be quite good. Um, but Jay, Jay Briscoe, I mean, I'm not sure what Jay will be doing in the future, but... We would certainly find out. But again, a, a good match here between between the two here. I, I liked it indeed. Uh, we get a recap of Shane Taylor uh, Enterprises. Now, I should also mention the two guys. Um, Khan and Moses are a part of, Sean, of uh, Shane, Shane Taylor's uh, group. I did not mention that earlier on, so my bad. Um, and they recap the angle in which Flamita and Bandito and Ray Horse won a three-way match. And we get into this match. Okay, so again, this was not a match that was uh, only announced on the pre-show. And I imagine it, it, was pro it, it was probably announced because Lee and um, uh, Lee was pulled. So I imagine that that's why they gave him in this match. And think, okay, again, now, now I don't want anyone to, to be hurt or anything. But thank goodness we have this match because this was out freaking standing. Okay, I have so much notes. Like, I'm scrolling down on my notes. So, uh, I'll try and pick and choose here. But, like, this was just outstanding. Um, Flamita does not like the other two. So, 
and will not shake the hands of his former brothers. Uh, then Flamita hits a DDT to Bandito and kicks Horus at the same time. Horus hits a springboard. Hurricane Rana uh, from in to out on Bandito. And then a tope to the outside by Flamita. Okay, Bandito is on Flamita's shoulders and then suplexes Horus off the top rope while still on the shoulders of Flamita. Like, this was crazy, man. Like, this was crazy. Um, a, muscle, a muscle buster by Flamita to Horus. Um, and then Flamita yells, We are done. Oh, they're done. And Benito hits and assisted her Karana off the apron to Flamita. And then Bandito hit, hits a springboard cutter to Horus. Again, like, th this is outstanding. It's so good. Uh, and then, once again, and Bandito goes back on the shoulders of Flamita. Horus jumps off the ropes and hits a crossbody to Bandito while Bandito uh, is on Flamita. So, uh, okay, this takes a lot of time to, to explain. So, um, let's see here. Uh, Bandito's on the Flamita show. Okay, so Horus hits a crossbody to Bandito. Bandito then is on the shoulders of Flamita, and he hits a poison Rana to Flamita while being cross-bodied. Dude, I never seen anything like this before. This was outstanding. Uh, Benito hits a springboard spiking Rana to Horus. Absolutely insane. Um, and then a fall, a Fallsberry flop by Bandito on the outside. Again, like this is absolutely insane. Um, Bandito hits a rebound German suplex and pins Flamita in 10 minutes and 47 seconds. Dude, this was... I usually don't like to swear on this show, but this was freaking... That's not a swear word, but dude, this was great. This was master to show. Like, this was amazing. Like, this was... I can't even put it into words of how much... It, oh, good this was. Dude, this was an amazing match. Um... Like, absolutely outstanding. If you go and watch one match, watch this match. Because there was, again, it's only ten and a half minutes. Like, it's not that long. And this was absolutely outstanding. Uh, they have, obviously, uh, the similar type styles. And, like, they went so fast and so crisp. And they had just some amazing chemistry. Like, it was so fun to watch. And, honestly, um... I haven't been watching everything this year of wrestling because there is so much. But of the big events I've seen, uh, this has to be my favorite match this year so far. Like, this was maybe not my favorite, but up there. Like, top three for sure. Like, this was an incredible match. Um, and I'm going to be watching this definitely uh, at the end of the year uh, for maybe my end year of picks. Because this was, again, fantastic. Uh, fantastic match here. Um, they go for handshakes, uh, but but Flamita, who is the douchebag heel in this scenario, and he says no. Sorry, I mixed it up. I thought Horace was the douchebag, but no, Flamita is the douchebag. So after seeing absolutely incredible match, we go into an unsanctioned match between Vincent and Matt Taven. Now this is a pre-taped match so we start off in the back now obviously this feud has been going on for an insanely amount of time i don't know even when it started i, I, th I think it started back in 2020 
uh, like early 2020, it felt like. And obviously when ROH went on high, you know, you no, know, I felt like this started on, I just want to check here because I'm pretty sure this started like in 2019. Um, cause wasn't this on an ROH show? Um, sorry, I know I should not be doing this. I, I'm just, um, curious here. Okay, so they don't have it written. Cause I'm pretty sure that they had a match here. Yeah, yeah. So at Final Battle 2019, um, they had a singles match. So this thing started... Uh, at least in November of 2019, and it's still going on. Now, obviously, they did have a small hiatus due due to the pandemic, and I imagine that they weren't consistent in between those times. Um, but my goodness, man, like this has been a long feud. And there, there was a storyline in which um, Taven, or sorry, uh, Taven and Vincent were not allowed to be in the same ring. We're not allowed to be in the same ring, but now they are, and now they have uh, this match. And they're allowed to uh, have this. Okay, so again, um, yeah, so we'll get right into it here. As we still have a few more ma matches left on the card, um, it is a pre taped here. Matt then sees Vincent in a gym, uh, and then Vincent leaves. So Matt tells the ca ca cameraman to go and follow him. So, okay. And they go into a room with a ring. And Vincent comes and they go and fight. Uh, and Vincent then start, 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 starts to dance with a dummy. That's got weird. Uh, Matt goes for a dive on the outside. But then uh, Vincent throws a ladder against the wall. Um, or sorry, uh, against Taven. Um, now, there was this paper pinned against um a cupboard and I'm sure it was like a little like Easter egg hint and I paused this like four times and I could not make this out uh, but this is what I got from it it said if you're sweaty take a t-shirt now again I paused this four times if anyone knows what this actually read please tell me because I'm curious uh, Taven then starts the singing and let's just say, uh, thank God that he um, uh, he is a professional wrestler. Let's just put put it like that. No, no offense, Taven, but let let's not. Um, thank you, Jesus, that the, that this man is not a that, that this man is a professional wrestler. Sorry, Taven, but just stick to wrestling. Um, there's another room with a ring. So many rooms with rings. Like, what are p people doing on on their spare time with like rings in random rooms why uh vincent goes for a sliced bread on the outside but then taven throws vincent in the air and vincent lands onto like a pile of chairs but like the chairs are like standing not 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 um on the ground so this was a, a, a quite a cra crazy spot here for vincent to take um Taven then um, grabs his belt and start, starts whipping Vinny with it and says, I'm your daddy. God. Uh, the ring gets exposed to the wood. Not Josh Woods. I wish Josh Woods was in this match to 
make it better. Uh, and then Vincent hits a sliced bread, not on the chairs at this time, but on the rain. Uh, and they start to climb up to a balcony. So they're, okay, again, in, in this room with a balcony, there, there's a ring in the center of it. And then there's two tables below the balcony. Uh, and these two men are on the top. And... Uh, and then um, Vin Vinny says, say your last words. But before they, they, they could say any of it, some random guy in, co in coveralls comes and pushes them both off the balcony into the table. Um, and, then, and then this man who was not identified on camera who he was. And I know nothing about independence or the past company's history. So uh, whoever in this man was, my apologies. But he, he was a man in coveralls who's obviously part of Vincent's stable. Uh, and then he comes to the ground, picks up Vincent from the tables, and puts him on his shoulders and leaves. Uh, this was 13 minutes and 40 seconds. It went to a no contest. This was bad. Um, I was going into this with the expectations that this is the blow-off feud and that, that this is over, this is done, and it seems like it's just starting over again. Um, and whoever this guy was, I don't have a whole lot of intrigue that, like, that's going to keep me intrigued in this feud. No offense. Um, that's not going to, you know, really intrigue me. Um, and I just got a whole lot of, the match itself, like, I, they took some good bumps in, in this, but I got insane, uh, Orton and Edge vibes from Mania, uh, thir 36, and I, I disliked that match. Just, like, so much brawling and going around in different rooms. It was kind of hard to keep, keep focus here, especially with, with that sweaty t-shirt paper thing. It was hard to keep focus, I tell you. Um, and also too, if this guy was a part of Vincent's group, why not just like throw Vincent off the balcony? Why did didn't he have to throw both men off? I don't know why. Uh, but again, this uh, was not great. And um, yeah, so. That was that, that match. Okay, we still have three more matches left. So let's get into this here. Uh, Jay Lethal is, is in the back and talks to Todd Sinclair and says, no matter what happens in this match, let it go and extend it. All right? And Todd's like, okay. Uh, oh, I forgot. Uh, uh, Quinn McKay is in the ring and she introduces Maria Kanellis uh, as a new board of directors. Maria says that there will be a new women's tournament to crown a new champ this summer. So, hey, I'm all in favor of that. And, um, and all women from all over the world will come and compete. Um, then the uh, Allure, or Allure, Allure, I believe is her name. Uh, and it, it, it's a group uh, which uh, the leader is Angelina Love. And says, Marie does not run the show. It's hers. Um, and she says, what position got you into this position, Maria? Ooh, spicy. Spicy! <laughs> They're hinting at a sexual intercourse on pay-per-view. My man, I do not support this. As hopefully Mike Bennett uh, did not hear this line, or he might have had some questions after. Um, so she just 
um, says that you had sex to get this job, damn it. But Maria says, uh, to earn a title match, you will have to um, compete in this tournament. And Love says that I'm a seven-time champion, not in this company, with a totally different company. But I can understand her uh, assessment here. Uh, Maria says, <laughs> okay, so Maria says that if Love can beat her opponent, she gets a buy out of the first round of the tournament. But isn't that just a, basically a first round match? Is that not it? Like, it, if she, okay, so if she loses, is she still in the tournament? I think she might be. But uh, yeah, that's kind of me, you know, whatever. Uh, and says that her opponent is going to be Quinton or Quinn McKay. And McKay is, is, is going to make her first match on TV. And that's how the segment ends. You know what? I didn't hate this. Um, I, 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 I liked it, actually. And to see Quinn McKay, dude, I'm a big-time McKay fan. Like, she is fantastic. Uh, her uh, character and facials are just on point. They're amazing. Uh, and I'm excited to see her in love um, uh, face each other. So, um, yeah, you know what? I thought it did well. Uh, Maria being in this like Stephanie McMahon type role, I mean, I got Stephanie vibes for sure. Um, I, I don't know how I really feel about Maria being injected into this role, but you know, well, we can see what it, it, it can go in the future here. Uh, we go to our peer rules title match. It's um, John. John Jonathan Grissom, who is the champion, taking on Dak Draper in a match in a peer rules match for the peer rules championship. Okay, so this was a lengthy match as well. Uh, Dak puts a uh, um, stretch muffler, which ca causes Grissom to lose his last and final rope break. Um, Coleman says that this is amazing. He just loved watching these guys. Um, Dak gets a warning for a closed fist, fist, so no closed fists in these matches, guys. And then, uh, Draper hits a, a deadlift into a, a suplex from the apron, then a spinning powerbomb. Uh, Dax then hits a top rope powerbomb here. Uh, Aggressum hits a dive on the outside and then puts a sleeper, um, a sleeper hold to Dax. And then uh, Johnny gets another sleeper hold in, and Dak uh, and Dak's sorry, Dak passes out uh, in tw 20 minutes and 29 seconds. Grissom retains the Pure Rules title match. Um, I have to be honest. I was watching this. Uh, I think I started at nine. It was around like 11 o'clock at this time. I was sleepy. The Vincent match kind of put me out. This was a really long match. I know some people who really enjoyed this match. I feel like maybe if I go back and watch it, I might enjoy it more. But it was an okay match. But like these sub submission-based type moves aren't my cu cup of tea. Like I'm not, you know, like I can. I can uh, appreciate the work the work rate in the match, but uh, I don't know, man. Like. They're just ju ju just not 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 my cup of uh, my forte, as the millennials would put it here. 
Um, and Gresham, I think it's smart to leave the belt on him. Gresham is a good um, champion. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. Okay, so... Trying to get here. Uh, we get into our tag team match. The foundation of Red Titus and Tracy Williams uh, taking on Bistro and Kenny King with Amy Rose. So again, uh, Tracy and King have to do double duty uh, from their prior match that opened up the show. Uh, King hits a cro cross dive on the outside to Tracy. And then Titus hits a belly to belly to King. Um, Titus hits a top rope knee drop to Kenny uh, to break up a submission move here. Uh, Tracy hits a pile dry, dry, driver to Kane. Uh, Bistro hits a tombstone to Tracy. Getting a lot of back and forth here. Uh, Bistro hits a code breaker when Red Titus was in the ropes. Uh, Amy throws in the chair, but she obviously does not remember what happened earlier on in the show when she threw in the championship. But she throws in the chair here. Uh, Come on, Amy. Uh, and then Red Titus hits a boot and locks in the full Nelson. And Bistro taps out. 10 minutes and 29 seconds. The Foundation have the TV title and now the Tag Team Championships as they defeat the uh, LFI, who are only left with the world title. And what could happen in the main event? Uh, I thought the match was good. Um, I thought, you know, uh, Tra Tracy and Kenny, who obviously was uh, sa saving up for for this match. I thought they looked pretty good. Um, you know, B uh, Bistro himself, I, I want to see if I can uh, Google his age because no offense, Bistro, but he, he is not uh, um, a spring chicken. I don't know, no, no, if I, I, I can find it. My sincere apologies, Bistro. My sincere apologies. Um, yeah, you you know what? The match was okay. Um, okay, so I found his Wikipedia page, but just don't not say um, how old he is. Okay, well... I don't know how old he is, but uh, he made his pro wrestling debut in 1994. So he's been wrestling for 27 years. So he has to be somewhat old. Um, but I thought he looked fine. Um, and yeah, again, not a whole lot to say of this match. Uh, but it was still a good match. Um, and Tracy is, again, a two-belt cha cha champion here. Um, and then after the match here, a big-time angle, man. This was big. Kenny King gets mad at Amy Rose, and she then flips him off. Don't do that! And then, um, but then Ke Kenny King shakes the hand of Amy, and everything's good. Until Bistro spears Amy Rose! <laughs> oh! I do not condone male on, wo on woman violence, but Bistro spears Amy Rose as LFI is falling apart. What does this mean, bro? I mean, Amy Rose, who do, who does not know how to use a foreign weapon uh, very uh, uh, appropriately here. Um, but yeah, dude, like they did a male and woman spot here that I was a little surprised. Uh, but yeah, so LFI is cr crumbling to the pieces. Main event, Roosh and Jay Lethal for the RH World Championship. So can the foundation 
get all the belts because Gresham is uh, is also the peer rules champion. Uh, so can the foundation get every single belt in ROH except for the women's? But hey, they Lethal could pro probably challenge if he wanted to. He could probably m m make it up section. Um, exception, sorry. Um, the match starts and Roos spits on Jay and Coleman says, ooh, nasty. Um, uh, Roosh and then slams a barricade door against uh, Jay. An overhead belly to belly in the corner by Roosh. Uh, they, uh, the two have this great se sequence with kicks and that ends with a step up in Sigiri by Lethal. A elbow drop off the top rope or a near fall by Lethal. And then Rouge hits a the spring bounce German suplex and then a running knee. Jay locks in the uh, figure four leg lock here. Uh, and Kenny and Bistro come down to go and help Rouge. But then Jay, uh, Jay goes for a lethal injection. But then Bistro hits him with a chair. And Todd uh, Sinclair does not call it because Lethal went to him backstage earlier on again like we uh ran that down and said no matter what happens do not call a dq so so todd sinclair does not call a dq on just chair shot um and then uh tracy and red titus run run down uh jay counters a the bullhorns into his a uh a, a spine buster Roosh counters a cutter into a kick, then then a cutter, and Lethal hits the lethal injection, but only for a near fall here. Roosh and then hits the bull bullhorns in the corner. Lethal rolls out of the way, uh, but then Roosh and just puts Le Lethal back in the rain and hits another bullhorns to retain the title. 18 minutes and 31 seconds, Roosh hits two consecutive bullhorns that are running knees in the corner, kind of like a Bronco Buster, but just ru ru running double knees in the corner, and Roosh retains the title. Uh, if I have to be honest, I wasn't really excited for this match going into the show, so I kind of had low expectations, and I thought that they were met. This might have been my second or third favorite match on the card, um, Roosh has proven to be a great champion. Uh, Lethal, who again, anytime you want a good big-time event match, uh, Lethal is your guy. He He's kind of the equivalent of John Cena uh, in a way of like, um, he, he, he's the guy who, who always has big-time matches uh, and for, for the belt here. Uh, but again, a good match here between the two, obviously. Um, I don't know if this specific combo will continue, but obviously what, what happened afterwards, um, we'll pro pro probably see the, these two men on some form or way in the future. Uh, then after, uh, the match, um, they continue to beat down on Jay, on Jay Lethal until Brody King enters and says that he's got a bunch of guys to help him. And out comes Tony Dippin. Uh, and then we get the big names of Chris Dickerson, uh, who, again, I'm not very fluent with or uh, know a whole lot about Chris D Dickerson. Uh, but the big name is the return of Homicide as Homicide comes from the back and they all attack him. Um, 
and then Homicide hits a gringo killer to Jay Lethal as the show goes off the air with a new foundation, or uh, faction, sorry, uh, Bro, uh, Brody Kane, Chris Dickerson, Tony Dippin, and uh, Homicide uh, as we get another, our third faction in ROH as the show goes off the air with these four men standing tall. Ooh, this was a long show. Um, you know what? I'm not too fluent with Tony, uh, Tony or Chris, uh, but uh, Homicide, obviously, man, like so, so, so much past with ROH that again, I'm. Uh, I think that this is a good pickup, man. I, I do. Like, like I don't know um, how much buzz Homicide is really going to generate uh, in 2021, but you know what? I liked it. It was a good. It was a good way to end the show. I thought, and yeah, man, like I did not hate this at all. Okay, so I will probably end it now because we're going forty-five minutes. So thank you again. I know I'm trying to cut cut these down in the time, but they never seem to go that short. Um, but thank you again. Uh, and if you have not watched this show, I mean, again, the three-way I thought was amazing. Uh, the main event I thought was really good. Um, you know, Woods and Castle was solid. Briscoe and EC3 I really enjoyed. The tag match was good. And everything else was just meh. Um, but you know what? I still thought a good show here from ROH. And uh, obviously, it'll be interested to see what is the next event for this company. And uh, where Homicide and this faction uh, fa factors in. Um, but thank you again for listening to ROH 19th anniversary. Could, could, could have been the 18th anniversary, but it is the 19th. So thank you, and uh, talk to you all later. Bye.